0: reading is from Isaiah 61 verses 1 to 3 the Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has sent me to bind up the broken-hearted to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor.
1: Relief. Thank you, Mary, for those lovely prayers and for that reading. Thanks, Paul. So, how do we pray when the world's gone mad and everything is in turmoil? Um, Okay, quiz question. Come on, then, who quoted those verses, those words? Do we all know? They were the words that Luke records of the first ones Jesus spoke in his ministry. They were what Jesus said, the first two verses. He picked up the scroll of Isaiah in the temple, and it's the first recorded um, teaching he gave in Luke's gospel were these words. Um, And the Isaiah holds, held the key. I've often wondered how... I think in our society, we struggle with some of the stuff that is kind of being taken for granted for Jesus hearers because it's not our history. It's not our culture. And to the Jews, Isaiah held the key to what they were hoping for. The Messiah who was going to come. And they had, Isaiah had it all tied up. Um, Although the kingdom of God itself as a phrase isn't mentioned, Isaiah. Apparently, this is true, that they had an, there was an Aramaic paraphrase that was very common at Jesus' time which was full of the words, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God. And Jesus sent his disciples out, didn't he? And he sent them out and he said, go and tell people the kingdom of God is near. Now, if we went out and told our neighbors, hey, the kingdom of God's near, they'd be like, oh, okay, that good? I don't know. They wouldn't have known. But to the Jews, the kingdom of God summed up a whole load of thoughts and feelings. There was so much excitement, so much hope in it. And to them, it meant everything. And Jesus, when his disciples asked him, how do we pray? He said, well, here's how you pray. You pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. And I think for us using that phrase, for me, it was always like, I didn't quite know what that meant. I knew it was a good thing. And I knew there's the, I've been taught about the, the now and the still to come. You know, the now and the not yet about the kingdom. Some aspects of God's kingdom are here and others aren't because there's still really bad stuff happening. But I want to explore this idea of the kingdom. So I read a book a few years back. And in it, it had a, a chapter on the kingdom of God. The Isaiah references and what the Jews would have thought. And it really helped me. I hope it will help you as well. Because then as we read the, the, the Lord's Prayer, and we're going to say that at the end together, it's, it's, it's too quick to take it all in when you're reading the saying of the Lord's Prayer. If you wish the Lord's Prayer, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done. It's almost like you missed all these jewels along the way. And you just zoom past them. Like on the motorway and you haven't come off, like Somerset. You know, a number of times I drove past Somerset going down to Cornwall. Why do I do that? I don't know. Busy Cornwall, getting stuck in the traffic down there. And I never saw the gems on the way. So I'd like to explore it, not, not in any great depth because we're aiming for ooh, 20 minutes or so. And there's a seven minute video at the end. So I haven't got very long actually. Okay, let's move on. So there were seven aspects. Um, so apparently this is true. I'm a mathematician. I love numbers. Who loves numbers? Anyone love numbers? Oh, Judy, I'm liking it. We love numbers. Thank you. Thank you, David. David, no? hush. okay. I'm a maths teacher, so I should, I suppose. Um, apparently, there are 17 recognised passages, the Jews recognise, as passages in Isaiah that speak of the kingdom. What their hope, their hope still is, actually, for them, but the hope of the kingdom. And in these passages, there are seven very themes that come out time and again. At least six, and some of them all 17. I won't go through the numbers, because that could get quite boring. I could tell you. But I'm not going to. So here we go, I've put them in alphabetical order, because I struggle, I read this book some years ago, and then when I was praying through, and I prayed, your God, your kingdom come, and I was thinking, oh, because I want your kingdom come, because I want, oh, what was it? i <laughs> okay, I can't remember it now. So i put them in alphabetical order, and I've learned them now, so I hope it might even help us to learn them. So here we go. Okay, there's, there's, we'll see, there's a C, a D, an H, two J's, and two P's, that'll help won't it? Here we go. So the first one, Paul, do you mind doing, I'm sorry, C, do you mind doing the first one? The kingdom of heaven, I've got a little thing. First of all, it's comfort. Alphabetically, the Jews were hoping for comfort. So, if you just spun it again, there's little things, and thank you. So, just in um, just one little reference out of all the ones there are, I'm just going to go back to that one again, sorry. Just like, thank you. To comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion. That's from Isaiah 61 um, that we read. I mean, these things you zoom, like on the motorway going past Somerset, you miss these things. The Jews were expecting and hoping for comfort. And in their history, they'd been through some rubbish times. Uh, let's face it, much more rubbish than we've been through. They went to exile, lost, and they didn't just lose everything, but everything was destroyed that they valued. Everything they thought was of God was gone. But isn't it great that in this time of COVID, that when you pray your kingdom come, Jesus taught it, didn't he? He said, whatever you ask in my name, I will do it. Whatever you ask in my name, and we struggle with, well, what is Jesus' name? What does that mean? It means stuff that Jesus wants, that God wants. If we pray in God's, along God's, God's heart, then he's going to do it. That's a promise from God. And right on the top of the list we've got to say God is a God who wants to bring comfort. Isn't that wonderful? In our time, when we probably all know someone who's lost someone or has lost a job or something awful has happened, that we can pray with all our heart, Lord, your kingdom come. To bring comfort to whoever it might be bring them comfort that's your heart that's your will for them bring them comfort what i'm going to do at the end if it's okay so, so you know is what we'll do I'll, I'll go through them fairly quickly there are seven i won't test you on the end well i'm tempted see if i can remember on the way out you can tell me them if you remember them and then what i'll do is we'll spend a short time of prayer at the end when literally i'll just say each one out loud and in our hearts or, or out loud if you want to I'll we'll give you literally sort of 15 seconds if anyone wants us to pray that out. We can just pray in our hearts for somebody you can be thinking, we can just pray comfort for them. It's okay. And we'll go through, we'll do that interactively. And if people want, want to shout out, you can do it with the mask. It'll be fine. So, comfort, number two then. Thanks. Sue. Deliverance or salvation? I'll put deliverance because um, that comes next in the alphabet. And again, thank you. To proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners. Deliverance is, I think that's one of the ones that was pretty much every passage in Isaiah, speaks of God's deliverance. And again, that's a wet message for us, isn't it? So many people are tied up in fear, in worry, tied up in a home shut away because being told we've got to stay there. And now we've got, to tell we've got to go out. Very confusing. I don't know what we're meant to do. Deliverance from so many things which bind people. Our country, with its materialism as well, we we, we we need deliverance from the pressures to conform to it. And then, so the Jews were looking for deliverance from their enemies, but it wasn't just that. They were looking for salvation. Someone's going to save them. And of course, we know that's Jesus. He was quoting this passage. He's going to come as our saviour. And we'll keep going, because I haven't got real Healing. So comfort, deliverance, and healing. And again. So again, Isaiah 35, but this is one of many of the 17. Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then will the lame leap like a deer and the mute tongue shout for joy. I don't know if you remember, but um, when, Jesus, when, when John the Baptist had a little bit of a wobble, I don't know if anyone's had a wobble recently. I know a few people have had some wobbles. Um, in our Had a few wobbles recently in, in, in oh, what's happening. John the Baptist's disciples had a, a wobble, and, they, and uh, so John the Baptist rather, was having a wobble, and he sent his disciples to Jesus, and he said, are you really the one that we're looking for, or should we look for another? And Jesus, again, he quoted Isaiah. He said, well, tell them what you've seen. You've seen the eyes of the blind open, the ears of the deaf unstopped, and, and the lame of walking. He said, and he said a bit more, but basically he quoted that, because that is a sign of the kingdom. That's what we hope for. That's, that's, that's our God. He's a God of healing. And that's hard. I don't know it's a, that's a whole sermon series, but it's a, it's, a, it's a big sermon anyway in itself, isn't it? But our God is a God of healing. And if we pray for healing, we're praying God's heart. I think, just a little one on that for me a little bit. I, I don't see then the, the big toe that is aching will stop aching in that. I don't see that there. Or the or the snuffle will stop instantly. I am seeing quite big things there, I don't want you. Eyes of the blind being open so I'm not saying I'm not saying we shouldn't pray for everything. We should pray for everything. But I don't think God's gonna maybe he doesn't do everything, does he? We know that. But God does heal. Hundred percent God heals. The first time that I was really blown away by God being so much bigger than I thought he had been, I thought he was. Because I'd been a Christian from when I was fifteen. And I've seen God do amazing things, actually, all through my life. I've, I've trusted him. I've walked with him. I've prayed and stuff's happened. And looking back on it, it's been a brilliant life. But even so, I got to about, I don't know, eight years ago. And I suddenly really quite, I suddenly grasped, really. And it was at New Wine one time. And we, we just had this went to a guy called Robbie Dawkins. And he was talking about healing. And he's got incredible stories. And yeah, yeah, I've heard incredible stories. You know, the airplane where everyone, everyone gets saved. But it wasn't that. It was talking about actual amazing healings. And at the end, he said, wait, he said, this isn't me, this is our God. And, and, and I feel God wants to heal today. And he basically, he kind of gave it, so if there's somebody, anybody with, now he, he said, right, I don't know, sort of like, stuff real pains in your, in your back, I think it was that sort of thing. And about sort of 50 people put their hands up because everyone's got pain in their back, haven't they? Get to a certain age. And anyway, so basically, these people went up the front, and, and the first one comes on stage, and he prays for them, and he prays again, and he prays a third time, and on the third time, it's less than there, they're like, ooh, ooh, actually, that's incredible. I haven't been able to see that for years. He said, right, he said, it's not me. The next one comes, I want you to pray for them. You heard me pray. It's not magic words. It's just God is going to do this. And they prayed, and this person's like, oh, that's incredible. And in that was somebody I knew. <laughs> in that there's 30, who went up to there and get healed. There were not just random people that you think, oh, that's just happening. It's in their minds. And this lady who'd been the first one, she was just for that week at New Wine, she was on fire and just going out praying for everyone because God is a God who wants to do amazing things, which isn't to say, Yeah, he does. I'm not saying to happen all the time, but, but God is a God who does that. So we pray for healing in Jesus' name. Your kingdom come. That's God's heart, He's a God of healing. I've got to speed up now. Thank you. Joy, the oil of joy instead of mourning. And very briefly, again, there's so much in all of these. I mean, to me, joy is that sense of overwhelming peace and almost flooding yeah, happiness, but not because you're happy. It's almost the opposite. Joy, I think, comes when everything, when stuff is going badly, but just the realisation and the sense of God being with us. I, I think the, the time that really came to Kath and I was, again, it's... We share another time, but we had yeah our daughter had been diagnosed cancer, and we were we were like really really looking into the abyss like you do when your kids got that. And I was praying on my own, and just felt this just Lord, i just felt him lift that off me. And 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 it wasn't that she was going to get better necessarily. I didn't know that, but it was just like he was like I love her more than you can ever know. She's safe in my hands. And I just think, Lord, thank you. No, no, it wasn't she'd get better. I, I trusted that whatever she was safe in his hands. And, and joy comes in the darkest times, I think. In the book, that this whole thing I got out of years ago said so there was a, a talk of some, some guy being thrown into this awful pit with full of skeletons and rotting bodies in the dark for days. And he was some missionary type person. And he said, that in that instance, the joy I had and the sense of God being so close was the greatest I've ever had. It's like God meets us in those times. So that's why we don't always want to have the best life ever. We think we want this life that's perfect. And I don't want any problems. We want our kids to be happy, grandkids to be happy. Have those if we want them. We want to have a lovely house and, and the weather perfect. And we think that's what we want. But sometimes we're missing out on the joy of knowing that God is there in the hard times. Joy. Thank you. Justice and righteousness. He'll reign on David's throne and over his kingdom establishing up, holding it with justice and righteousness. There are so many passages in the Bible where God talks of his desire and love of justice. I don't know if you've been affected. We probably haven't been affected by the Black Lives Matter, particularly down here. Um, We came from Leicester three years ago. That's much more multicultural, actually. And it really is a... And we loved living in Leicester. We loved the fact that there were so many... um, yeah, different kind of backgrounds in that city. and um, Good friends who were Muslims and Hindus and, and all the rest of it, and, and, and black African, all sorts of things. Um, but there's a lot of hurt in the world, a lot of injustice in so many ways. I know that's just coming out now into the hurt people have been feeling because they've been put down for their race and so many other ways. Lack of hair, that's a bad one, isn't it? Hair is, and I think that's one of the unseen evils of this world. I was a teacher. here; yeah, they couldn't all get... Gosh, get me there. Um, but God is a God of justice and righteousness. We cry out to Him for justice. That's His heart. We can do that, whatever it might be. And I don't know about you, but but um, I, I, I get um, I get uh, Open Doors magazine and their world list, and I pray for that every day, actually. And the world is a world with a lot of injustice. Interestingly, I mean, there's a list of fifty countries, the fifty countries with the worse persecution against Christians. And quite a number of those, it's, not, it, you, it's a death penalty for converting from Islam or to be found as a Christian, you're just put in prison and basically left to rot. Um, and a whole scale of like, part of it was, was this lockdown period, is us as a church feeling a little tiny bit of what our brothers and sisters around the world feel all the time. And yet, and yet, When you read, and and you read little articles of of people who have written in churches under persecution, they never say, pray that this persecution will end. They never say that. They say, pray for us to have strength and courage to witness to those friends and neighbours who need God, need Jesus in their lives. Pray for courage. And then, there was a thing I saw the other day, and it was like this prayer um, for Western Europe. And this guy from an African country um, where there is persecution and trouble, he was crying in this prayer for Europe because of our need for God. They look at us and they say, oh, those poor people in the West, that church that's suffering so much because they're surrounded by materialism and, and they don't know how good God is because they've got everything and they're praying for our revival. In the midst of their suffering, they're praying for us. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that great? Because God's a God of justice and, and, he, and he longs to see these things. Okay. Peace, well, that's a classic Christmas, isn't it? Of the greatness of his government and peace, there'll be no end. So we want to pray for peace in our world. That's a good thing. We feel overwhelmed. I don't know. I feel overwhelmed sometimes. I pray for a country where there's war or whatever. And what do you pray? We can pray, Lord, bring peace in that land. Bring, give strength to your people to, to be witnesses. Pray for governments. We can. We, almost never in biblical prayer that we're taught how to pray, almost never, Are we taught to pray and tell God what to do? Because we're rubbish, aren't we? We have no idea how to sort the world out. So we don't tell God what to do. We just say, your kingdom come. Lord, God of peace, bring peace. And he hears that. And he does that. And one more. And kind of throughout it all, there's an overriding interwovenness in Isaiah of God's presence by his Holy Spirit. Jesus started that, the, the, the bit that Jesus quoted, he starts with, The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And that's, he's here. He's he's upon us because we're his people. And he wants to release his power through us. So perhaps one more time to see if that's right. Thank you. So, come on, alphabetically, comfort. I see, I don't need that. I don't need that list. I've learned this. I'm so, hmm. Comfort, I know, deliverance, healing, joy, justice, (coughs) peace, and God's presence. I, I, I commend that to you. And when we pray the Lord's Prayer, I commend to you what, what I do and have been doing for a year or two now, a couple of years. And it's, it, it's transformed my prayer life. It's really helped. It's, it's, I always pray the Lord's Prayer every day, but never just like woof, through it. I stop at different points sometimes, but very often I'll just stop on your kingdom come and just go through those seven points and just kind of think of areas, situations that fit in with those. I know that's God's heart. I know he wants me to pray for those things because that's his kingdom and it's going to come. It is coming. So, in a moment, we'll go through our... And we'll just pray, if that's all right. I'll just say comfort. And also sort of wait 15 seconds or so. And if you want to, just in your heart, think of someone who needs comfort and pray for them. Is that okay? And if you feel you want to pray it out, please pray it out. It would be awesome. Two through, wherever we can get through. And then deliverance. I'm sure there's people we know who are situations where people need deliverance from fear, deliverance from some situation they're in. It might even be we know some people are in prison they need to be set free from it. Healing. Oh, we're gonna be, we could be erasious, couldn't we? We could, we could be hours. We could do 10 minutes on each of these. This could be like our prayer whole thing for, for the term, so for, for the year. And just think of someone who needs healing. Okay? Again, 15 seconds in your mind. If there's someone you know in the church, everyone knows you want to pray out loud for them or whatever. Is that okay? Joy? Someone who needs joy. Someone who's low. Just, just think of people we you know who might be struggling at this moment and need joy in their hearts. Need to know God is with them in what they're going through. To bubble that up. Um justice so i might be just meant just think in your heart again we're going to do this with god god's here and it's on his heart just think of an area where it's on our hearts too for justice in the world where it might be a country might be a place might be in this country might be ba well down our road with the people who work for ba and they're feeling awful because they've all been sacked basically for peace again just so again um again we want to pray out peace in, in the world peace in any situation and then just god's praise i'll just pray on that one it's okay Shall we, shall we do that? Should we start time to prayer? So literally, I was going to pray, one, I'll say one word, and I'll just pause and just see our hearts pray that tree. Heavenly Father, thank you for your heart and your kingdom. Lord, we pray for comfort. Brother, we pray for deliverance, we pray for healing. Amen. Father God, we pray for joy, we pray for justice, Pray for peace. Father, thank you for your presence on earth. Thank you that you've been here with us this morning. And you're going to stay with us, pray you come into our not so everyday lives or these lives we're living. And I pray for just an openness to your, just to be an awareness of what we are doing in our lives and our world. And we want to walk with you, Lord. You want to serve me. Thank you for this church. Thank you for Fivehead. Thank you for um, the cafe that's opened, and its witness in the town and this little place. pray. Thank you for Matt, the, the is coming, um, preaching with a view. And we do trust that you have a a future and plans in this place. And by your Holy Spirit, you're going to do mighty things. So pray for the church to be of one mind, to be of one heart. Lord, I pray that this will, if it's of you, that they'll be blown away and they'll just know this is right. Lord, if it's not of you, then we just pray that, that also that will just be clear without being hurtful. And just thank you for your presence here. So Father, thank you for this time together.